As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome to the Castle of Horror interview segment where we talk to writers and creators of today's genre world. From Denver, Colorado, I'm your host, Jason Henderson, creator of the Alex Van Helsing novels. This week we're talking to Josh Viola about the new anthology, Nightmares Unhinged, 20 Tales of Terror from Hex Publishers. Kirkus Reviews, all right, I looked this up. This is doing really well. Kirkus Reviews said, all 20 stories disconcerting in their own ways, leave impressions individually as well as collectively, a slew slew of gloriously disturbing, well-told tales to unnerve readers. Nightmares Unhinged was the winner of the fiction horror category and finalist in the fiction anthologies category from the 2015 USA Best Book Awards. Find it at hexpublishers.com or various retailers. With me is Josh Viola. He's an author, artist, video game developer. Uh, 2016, his new book, Cyber World, an anthology co-edited by Hugo Award winner Jason Heller comes out. More anthologies coming in 2017. And his Claim to Fame is a transmedia franchise, which he's going to talk about a little bit about what that is, uh, The Bane of Yoto. So that's books and various forms of media that's received more than a dozen literary awards. So, um, Josh, you're here to talk about your stuff and about Nightmares Unhinged, this new anthology, which is very exciting. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I got my hands on this, and I, I've been I've been reading it, and it's it's really brought a smile to my face as I was making my way through. So, um, great. I wanted to ask you about uh, Nightmares Unhinged. You've got uh, 20 stories in the book. This is brand new, and this came out uh, this uh, summer. Is that right? Uh, September 9th, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Very, very new. So it came out this fall. And okay. And like I say, it's it's a horror anthology. And what I wanted to ask you about is. The um, the genre of horror anthologies, like uh, you know, is that because when I think about it, I'd like you to talk a little bit about that because when I think of horror anthologies, those are some of my favorite books, like of my entire uh, childhood. You know, things like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, or all those you know oh, yeah. various collections of short stories that you would get in the library. You know, like Tales from the Crypt, and and which was 
wind up in that genre and tell me a little bit about your feelings about the genre. Well, I'm a I'm a horror fan all around. Um and that, you know, that's more than just literature. That's comic books, video games, movies. Uh it, it, and it's nothing that I've never approached really in my own creative process before. So uh, and it's always something that I've wanted to do. Um, primarily, I've I've done science fiction and fantasy. So uh, when I decided to put Hex together, that was immediately I knew I was going to jump into that genre. Um, so just as a fan, uh, I wanted to play around with it a little bit. Um, but you know, it's it's popular, especially right now. Uh, you know, outside of the book world, the in in film, especially in indie film, we're seeing horror just really come on strong and, and it's being received well and it's doing well so everything that I do in prose I think about cinematically um, and, and I wanted to play with it um, and, and thankfully too I, I don't know if, if you saw this but one of the short stories in Nightmares and Hinge just got optioned for a film by Paul Campion out of uh, the UK so we're going to start I believe filming starts next summer So which uh, train, story was that? at the library the librarian. That's, yes. No, actually, that's a really that's a really interesting one, um, and and very neat. And you know, it's a it's it's such a lovely story. That that one, by the way, the librarian is about this girl who works in a library, and uh, it's a sort of an old fashioned library where they're still using using paper cards and and a lot of handwritten stuff. Uh, you know, so either the story is about an old fashioned library in a modern world. Or the story takes place sometime in like the late 1980s, and uh, there's there's this mystery involving a patron who has this ritual of checking out and returning the same books over and over and over again without ever saying a word, which is an almost Melville-like setup, and that, that's that's really great. It's a cool story. Uh, it, it it really is. Um, I'm glad to hear that. It's, so you know, um, that one. Yeah. Well, part of the, that story in particular doesn't you know it has uh, uh horror tropes that that are there but it's not really a horrific story and like you said there's a mystery element um and and also i i would hope that that uh readers would come away with it with kind of a buffy the vampire slayer sort of charm and, and sense of humor as well but part of the goal with nightmares unhinged was to make sure it's like it's like a mixtape it's like a best of, of of everything that you like um and that doesn't have to all be you know, hardcore horror. It can have humor elements, lighter elements, and and but still fit within that genre. And that was a big task and goal on my end was to to make sure that we tried to do that. So how does it vary in in uh, uh, in this collection? I mean, like like uh, it, it seems to me there are some some of the stories are very short. Some go go on kind of long. I mean, I'm curious how you go about kind of collecting stories for a particular collection. I mean, I don't know anything about the process for this. So tell me a little bit about how that gets put together. Well, it's certainly going to be different uh, with a, with the next anthologies that I've got coming out, but we're invite only. So rather than, uh, I didn't want to sort through, and, and just being 100% frank here, I didn't want to sort through a vast amount of stories by, you know, unknowns, as bad as that sounds. I wanted to have right. notable writers that have a reputation, that know what they're doing, that that produce quality work. Um, so I, you know, I reached out to them. That was, that was the goal was to reach out to right. these notables. And I had a number. You know, I knew that I wanted to have a specific amount of stories in the book and a specific word count. So, based.
basically was reaching out to those that, that I was interested in. And luckily, you know, the good majority of them said yes. So then the, you know, diving into the theme and, and what we wanted to accomplish with the book, um, that varied as, as far as, you know, here's the, the overall theme. I want to play with a, a horrific concept of, you know, nightmares. What What is a nightmare to the writer, to the author in, in some sort of setting? Um, and they, and they played with it. So, and we did definitely have a, uh, there are some stories that are substantially shorter than others. Um, but that was actually what made it fun was balancing how, if you read straight through the book, you know, a lot of care was put into what story follows what, you know, I don't want to start off with, with all of the incredibly long stories and then end it with all of the short stories. I want to mix it up. So you're giving the reader some breathing room. And I also want to, have a darker story followed up by a lighter story. So, right. um, yeah, so it was, it was really, that was actually the hardest part of the book was just determining the order. I'll bet. I mean, if you think about like those, you know, great old anthologies, like I'm a sucker for, uh, Alan Norton used to put out these anthologies that I would get in paperback when I was a kid. At that point, these anthologies were like 20 or 30 years old, but you know, it, it was exactly the same way. You'd have these, you know, some some great thing by Max Brand, and then a two pager from from somebody, and then and then something that went really long, and it it plays the same way as like a horror anthology movie, where because the book is demanding something of you, which is that it is demanding that you reset your brain, and go ahead and accept a new world, new characters. Okay, that thing I just watched is over. Now here's a new one. It's right. you know you're trying to. You're trying to make that transition kind of, I don't know if it's possible to make it easy, but you can at least make it welcoming, you know, make it sort of novel for you to, to switch it around. Um, do you have any favorites, by the way? And uh, first of all, both, uh, I may not, uh, I could ask you to ask have favorites of this particular um, collection. So you can think about like what people can look for, but if you want to answer, if you don't want to answer that, you don't have to. But I'm curious if you, uh, you know, I mentioned like, uh, I don't know, um, scary stories to tell in the dark, but did you have any favorites um, coming up that, that you kind of wanted to be a part of that tradition? Well, uh, I'll, I'll jump, I'll answer both of those. So my favorites in Nightmares Unhinged, uh, uh, and I, I mean I mean this sincerely, you know, as a curator, somebody putting it together, I do like all of the stories that are in the book. I think that they're, they're all done very well. Um, I, and I remember, you know, back in, I don't even remember where I heard it, to be honest with you, but just in the process of putting an anthology together, uh, it's often, it's just common knowledge that you start with your second best story and you end with your best story. Um, and I tried to, to follow that, you know. Um, so Gary Jonas's uh, Taking the Dare is my personal favorite story in the book. Um, wow. And, you know, I I... There are a lot of reasons why I, it's a favorite of mine, and 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 you know part Tell of. Tell me about it because I haven't read that one yet. I've I've read a lot of the books in this, um, uh, the stories in this collection, but I haven't read Taking the Dare yet. Yeah, it's it's a. I think the characters and and the setting that he's got, and just the interactions, the character de- development is fantastic for such a short story. And really, it's less to do with the horror elements and more to do with the characters, which which is you know, the heart of all stories anyhow. Um, and, and it has a very retro kind of, I'm a big fan of the 70s and 80s and pop culture and, and just the, the Spielberg-esque kind of feel that he 
presents in the in the story is fantastic. So um, that's something that you also on. see in uh, the projectionist uh, in in this collection. Oh, by uh, that one, I'm looking. It says by Jason Heller. So that one is this brilliant thing. You know, he's uh, it's a it's a very strange tale of you know a mysterious projectionist in, a, in an old strip mall movie theater, which which is described so perfectly. You know, that the the sort of ugly parking lot universe of of the strip mall movie theater, and it's it's a really golden period. It's the summer of 1982, I think, the summer when, when Blade Runner and, and, and a bunch of other, you know, great stuff came out. And there's magic in those movies playing at that particular time and a weird elegy for the way that the art world and the movie world is moving on. Um, that's a fascinating story and, and, and really cool. I have a question. <laughs> when when one of your writers responds to you, you know, you reach out and you go, "Hey, Jason Heller, you know, uh, give me a story." Do they write you back and go, "Yeah, no, I got something. Um, it's going to be about this," or do they just go, "Oh, sure. Well, when do you want it?" And you go, "July one," and they just send you a story on July one. I mean, how does that work? <laughs> well, uh, there are some writers that are, uh, and again, they were all fantastic to work with. But there are some writers that are much more. Um, uh, they pay attention to the schedule a little bit more than others. There were there uh-huh. a few at Shakedown a few times. So, <laughs> but life yeah. life happens, and, and that makes sense. But uh, you know, Jean Stein, her story is the only story in the book that uh, is a reprint. Um, all the others are original for uh, the anthology. And you know, originality is 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 something that clearly we want. The more specific the theme, the more original you're going to get. I'm I'm assuming that. Some writers, and I know as a writer myself, you know, you've got some of your your stories in the trunk that didn't necessarily make it in a previous anthology, and you hope that you'll sell it to another anthology. So sure. recycle those if if they haven't been published. And you know, I I, I can say without a doubt that I know a good chunk of uh, the stories and nightmares were uh, written originally specifically for the book, but the, there are others that I'm I'm not 100% sure on. Um, but but it, it depends on how strict your theme is. I know with the anthologies that we we have going forward uh, for Cyberworld and Blood Business, um, there's there's a much more strict theme behind it. So there there are enough requirements for seeing those original <laughs> stories. But um, but you know everybody has their own process, and and some uh, like Stephen Graham Jones, uh, the guy's an animal. I mean he can whip something out very very quickly and it's just it's of incredible quality it's insane Mm -hmm. and then there are guys that is a good story he does one called the man that who killed texas and it it reminds me a lot of the road uh it's oh yeah that's an incredible story very touching very sort of grim uh and and you know well well written let me ask you something what makes a good What, or, or you can answer what makes it bad. I'm curious. You know, obviously, short short fiction is a really uh, is uh, horror works well in short fiction. But what makes a good short horror story, and what are pitfalls that writers can if a writer is listening to the show, and they often do because we interview writers, and so writers are interested. What's a pitfall when trying to write a short story, a horror story? Since you're, you've read thousands of them as an editor, um, what do you warn people not to do? Well, you know, at least in your I'll head, say, you may never have worn them out loud. Go ahead. What I 
honestly, for me, it doesn't matter if it's horror or if it's another genre. Uh, I am a big fan of quality, risk-taking stories. So I'm looking at the mechanics more than anything uh, as far as what the writer is doing. And, you know, your general uh, uh, audience that if they don't write, if they aren't familiar with that process, they don't understand those mechanics. So I want to make sure that, again, you know, and that's why I reached out to the notables, is they already know that process. So I don't have to worry too much about that. The mechanics are in place. Uh, they're there. The writing quality is good. But what I'm looking for are writers that like to take risks and do something that is completely different and that's not mainstream. Um, and I hope that, you know, uh, we accomplish that with, with the book, with the stories that we've got. It's indie, but it's quality indie. It's commercial polish with a risk-taking flair as far as the, the content of the stories. But, I mean, ultimately, it has to be about a character overcoming some sort of there, – there needs to be uh, a problem that has to be solved. And, you know, horror in particular is interpreted very, very differently uh, by different people. Stephen Graham Jones, just since we were talking about that, his wouldn't be his is very much a horror story. It, there is a horrific situation, but it doesn't have yeah. speculative elements. It doesn't have, you know, uh, uh, ghosts or creatures or, or serial killers. You know, he's dealing with the horror of a potentially very realistic situation that very well Absolutely. could occur. So it's a horror, horror because it's nightmarish. Honestly, I, yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, just it's it's a horrible scene that if you were living it, you would want to wake up from. You know, and right. Yeah, that, that's um, you know I, I've so reading through all of these all of these are very very well done. But I, I was thinking you know one of the pitfalls with writing short fiction is that especially if you're a novelist, there's this constant tug to try to figure out like what should I what am like there's this feeling that you're cutting everything too short, you know. Or a, a lot of novelists I think have a tendency to write short stories that really actually appear to be just a couple chapters from a novel they haven't finished yet. You know, you know, where, uh, that, you know, that, that certainly is the case to some extent. Um, but you know, with a, with a chapter from a novel, you still, even if it's short fiction, even if it's 3000 words or 1500 words or 7,000, you know, whatever the limit is, depending on the anthology, you still have to come around full circle. you still have to, you know, you should tell some sort of, uh, a story that has a beginning, middle, and end for you know, for what's happening there. And for me, you know, somebody who my debut novel was 120,000 words. Um, I'm currently mm -hmm. working on another uh, uh, novel myself that's probably going to land around 90,000 words. Um, short fiction was very frightening for me personally as a writer uh, because mm -hmm. of that. It's like, man, 3,000 words is not enough. And and now that I've done so many of them um, in the last couple of years, I, I prefer short fiction. I, I'm more comfortable with it now. I'd rather do that um, because I think less is more. And when you're forced to tighten your prose and to really determine what's important and what's fluff, uh, short fiction helps, at least from a writing standpoint. Oh, absolutely. Um, certainly it's an exercise that that I think uh, you should try. To be honest, I haven't, I haven't tried screwing around with short fiction in in many, many, many years. So I'd be very, very intimidated by it right now. The the I haven't written anything that's not novel length in a long time. I mean and and it just strikes me as fascinating. But I love to read them. I think I think when it comes to horror, I probably enjoy reading short stories, um, short horror fiction, 
even more than than novels, which is which is funny. Except for that, that for my for my just relaxing reading, that's just been a go-to forever, you know. Yeah. And and all the best do it from from you know people you've never heard of to you know even Stephen King just released another short story uh, collection. So it it remains this uh, this really really important forum for us as a culture. Um, Nightmare is unhinged. Uh, you you found it Hex Publishers, is that right? Correct. Yes, that's Hex. Is and this is your first release from that from that publisher. Um, um, first big release. We I I did release uh, Luna One, which is a uh, essentially a novella, but um, didn't oh, okay. put much press behind that. But yeah, Nightmares is our first big big release. So how did you go about getting attention from? I mean, it seems to me that that's just a lot to to pull off to create a. To, uh, to found a publisher, to create new work, how do you get attention from various uh, awards and from from you know Kirkus and, and and you know enough to get a good review and, and all of that? I mean uh, that just seems like a huge amount to bite off. <laughs> well, it, it certainly was, um, and I'm quite proud, honestly, of, of everything we accomplished. Really, in under a year, uh, uh, once the once the book hit shel- the shelves, but um. You know, I've I've done a lot on my own. You know, my background is in marketing. I've a uh, I've done quite a bit in marketing, and and I've also worked in multimedia. You know, my experience in video games, and it was really just a combination of everything I've learned from everything I've done, and and trying to do it right and efficiently. So, um, and and yeah, you know, I hired a publicist, and we worked immediately January of 2015 we started pushing nightmares and hinge very slowly and let it trickle down up until till the release but you know we we did some very interesting marketing techniques um I don't know if you saw the trailer that we put together uh for the book but again my background is animation video games um and so I made use of that I have I have my own studio where I have employees and they we we put together an animated trailer um uh-huh. that we had playing in AMC theaters and the uh, uh Alan uh-huh. House um and 100% custom very very well done and then we also did a PlayStation 4 dynamic theme which is basically an advertisement for the book that that users can install um to to have as like an animated background so we repurposed art assets from the trailer for that and that has done incredibly well it was uh Released October 1st, and Sony featured it, and we've had you know, it sells for three dollars a piece. And I've already, in in just over uh, a month's time, I've I've covered the entire production of Nightmares and Hinge through the PlayStation theme alone. Outstanding, um, outstanding. Yeah, so it's and yeah, congratulations. It's that's, that's, public- so that's what you mean when you talk about transmedia uh, promotion, right? Is that um, where you're you're finding all of these different ways to touch the customer and make them aware of of this one product, which is the book, but also this concept, this world that uh, that you're bringing to them. Yeah, Pretty I cool. mean, trans transmedia is all about you know exactly is is transcending different types of media to promote uh, and tell the same story or or a story within a specific universe and world. Um, and I find that fun uh, to to try to tackle and play with, and I have the ability to do a little bit more than your average uh, writer, you know. So um, I I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, uh, the Bane of Yodo, my debut novel, we 
it was released in paperback. You know, it was it was it was prose. It was a book. But we also worked with a video game company, and we did a 3D comic book app that was we had over 300,000 installs, and it had a soundtrack by Cell Dweller, who's a, a major Hollywood musician. So we were transcending, you know, different forms of media there. And then my my novel Black Star, which Cell Dweller hired me to write, um, <clears throat> he scored an album. So we had the book, and then you could purchase a, a an instrumental soundtrack that went along with the book. And, and, and I'm currently working on a project that will be starting. Um, I haven't got the – I'm not going to announce the name yet just because I haven't finalized everything. But currently we're in the works of uh, putting together a book, and then we'll also have a comic book release and a short animated film release. So um, Very cool. It, it's just fun playing with different uh, – Different projects and different forms of media to tell a story. Well, when you think about it, you're you're you know you're doing something very traditional, right? At the very basic, we're talking about fiction, horror fiction, short stories, same kind of thing that we've been doing for a long while. But you're bringing in, uh, first of all, your own knowledge of marketing and so forth. But what you're bringing that to is all of these techniques that are new. I mean, in other words, if you had, let's say, you had put together this collection of short stories in uh, you know, in 1995 instead of 2015, um, you know, so if you would put it out 20 years ago, most of what you were just talking about was not available at all. You had literally, right. the only way to get to get people's attention and say, hey, look, this book exists, you should take a look at it, would be um, hopefully maybe you could get some papers or magazines to cover it and you could carry advertising. And And that's pretty much it. You know, there's no such thing as book trailers. There's generally, that sometimes, I take that back because there were some book trailers sometimes that would be advertised on television. But television is, is an almost impossible thing to afford. But everything you're talking about, social media, um, all that stuff, uh, you know, your, the, the, the PlayStation theme, all that stuff is, is new and recent. And it's so exciting that it's being used to promote fiction. I think that's, that's really an accomplishment. It's pretty cool. It's, it's um, definitely neat, and it, obviously, like you said, it needs to be there to be made use of. But, uh, uh, but, it, but the challenge is presenting it in a in a in a way that makes people interested. You know, there's there's also a lot of crap out there that saturates the market, and mm. you know, so it's it's trying to find a way to make it stand out. Is that's the challenge? So you're saying you can still do a really terrible book trailer. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, most of and them. And a really awful PlayStation theme. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Well, okay. Well, I really I really appreciate you talking with us. Um the book is called Nightmares Unhinged. It is I you know, I really love horror anthology fiction and I've really enjoyed this one because it fits into that that tradition that sort of that, you know, scary stories to tell in the dark, but for grown-ups tradition that I love. And I'm really glad you took the time to speak with us. I was just, uh, we were remarking before we started recording that there are, you know, there's a book club in, in Denver that's going to be discussing this book in like a week or so. And I'm so excited to like get together with other readers and like talk about this thing in, you know, in some some restaurant somewhere. There's something kind of scary and weird about the notion of actually attending to listen to figure out what somebody would be saying about your work. But I think it's great, and I'm very honored that they're they're doing that, and um, I'm happy. You know, the book uh, uh, was a Denver Post bestseller twice since it's come out. So I mean, it's it's definitely resonating uh, 
with those that are finding it, and, and I, I couldn't be happier. So it's great. That is really fantastic. All right. Well, I really appreciate it. Josh Viola, thank you so much. Um, we will look for uh, – well, I want people to look for Nightmares Unhinged right now, which, again, they can find at hexpublishers.com, or they can find it at various retailers that you may usually go to for your book needs. And um, uh, thank you very much, and we will hopefully talk to you again soon. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.